This is Kyle Cord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the Debbie Debate. Welcome to the Debbie Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, girl. You tweeted your running back rankings. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. You jumped up and... That's Austin Nate. Who is going to be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still going to be that guy. Robinson, who spins and then tries to bounce it, a stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're going to say he stepped out, but I'm I'm Felix Sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name one Zach F. Wilson. Screen or draw? Oh, Wilson. He's going to uncork for the end zone, and he drops it in beautifully, and it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. That's Matt Bruni. G. Scott Jr. Obviously, I waxed poetic back him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here. And this time, it's Fields on the carry. Watch out! Justin Fields! Hello, Columbus! 51 yards! Vernon, are you ready to go head to head with me? I am. Gotta get my popcorn out here. Hold on. Gotta continue. Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. Well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. Our apologies for Kirk Street. We ran out of time. We'll get him rescheduled soon. And for Matt Bruning and Austin A, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. It's 9.30 Eastern time, the time zone that made the most in NIL money. That means it's time for the debate debate, brought to you by CampusCan.com. That's Matt Bruni, that's Austin Ace, and I'm Felix Sharp. And Chris Moxley joins the show for another show. On a decommitted version tonight, we talk about, on a decommitted version of tonight's show, we talk about players you haven't heard of, or at least most of you. Is Austin a racist? And is Texas A&M's class really that good? But we start with Travis Hunter. Uh, for those who don't know, he is the number one ranked player in this 2022 freshman class, had been committed to Jackson State, chooses to go, excuse me, committed to Florida State, and spurns Florida State, his heads to Jackson State. Um, it's an unprecedented move. He's getting NIL money from uh, Barstool Sports, is the report. Barstool already has a uh, relationship with Deion Sanders, of course, the head coach at Jackson State. Austin, this is really, you know, unprecedented. We've seen college football change. We've seen high school kids sit out their freshman season. Now we're seeing the number one ranked recruit in the class going to the HBCU Jackson State. This is quite the move. So contrary to, I think, what was kind of reflected in the in our you know the campus can discord today i actually don't really have a strong opinion on this specific commitment flip either way i don't necessarily think it's a very smart decision on his part but i don't i don't necessarily have that strong of an opinion on travis hunter in particular but what i do think is like i i think if that's the story i think over the next couple of weeks as people 
dig into this deeper, especially, you know, national reporters and people that have uh, kind of inside connections. What I think that the, the bigger story, the ones that are around the periphery are how much of a failure the NCAA has been in implementing NIL up front here. I think that is the big story here and the big takeaway. The fact that this, the number one kid in the class, one of the top by, by most accounts. And again, I like, he would be the best wide receiver in the class. And he's also the best DB in the class. He's going to go play DB. Uh, the fact that he can be swayed by a couple million dollars from Barstool at this tiny little college with a head coach that probably isn't even good with teammates that probably aren't even good because Barstool can pay him more to go there than whoever Georgia is affiliated. Like, They've got they've got charities in Texas playing paying those players like people are donating to charities to like they they have just completely botched this whole thing and their whole line has been we're waiting on Congress to tell us what we can and can't do that's convenient now when you've basically declared for years that you're outside of congressional control that that the law does not necessarily apply to you that you are your own institution that creates your own rules and all of a sudden now it's convenient it's it's created this whole system in which it's the wild west which teams players just i mean it's i'm not against players making money i am against the way that they currently have this set up right now and i think just this travis hunter move is the number one example and to be honest might be something that just completely destroys this in the short term for people if if the NCAA and whoever can finally get around to addressing it. Just say it, Austin. Just say it. You don't want the kids to make any money. Just, I mean, just I'm fine with them making money. Actually, it's great. I wholeheartedly. But I I think this combining this all at the same time with this extra COVID year with unlimited transfer portal with like I I think implementing all this at once was just poor construction on the NCAA's part. That's not the NCAA. I actually agree with that take that the NCAA messed up here. That's my biggest takeaway. Also that the NCAA had a chance to regulate this, get ahead of it, knowing it was coming eventually and said, you know what? We're going to fight tooth and nail to not pay these players to do whatever we can to keep the money in the pockets of the university, keep the money in the pockets of the sec. It's a nonprofit bullshit. You had a chance to prevent this and you did not. Now you're getting screwed. Guess what, Dabo? You out here complaining. I don't care. Guess what, Lynn Kiffin? Out here complaining. I don't care. I love this. I love this for Travis Hunter. I love it for everybody involved. And I do have a strong Travis Hunter take. This is fantastic for him. He, this is one of the slickest moves that I have seen from a player since Quinn Ewers did the same thing like a year ago. Here's the thing with, with, with what he's doing. He is going to a school securing the bag, getting a, allegedly a documentary about him similar to the one Ben Simmons had with LSU. He is then eligible to transfer whenever he wants. If he chooses to do so, if it's not working out there, then he can say, okay, I'm going to go. When Deion Sanders leaves and gets a power five job, he can then follow Deion Sanders. This NIL deal is set up with Barstool and a relationship with Deion Sanders. And guess what? None of that's going away wherever he goes because he committed to Deion. He did not commit to Jackson State. I think he did partially. I think it's a big deal in terms of what it brings like to HBCU landscape. And I actually read the stat earlier that was only 13 schools at any level have ever had more Hall of Famers. Pretty interesting. Um, but it, this is like a no lose for Hunter. I, I don't know how he can lose here. And everybody that's pissed is, um, I think there is an element of people are mad to see an HBCU 
get it over like a predominantly white state college like Alabama, like Ole Miss. Like who wants to go play for a state that took down the Confederate flag two years ago? Like, why would you want to go play at Ole Miss? They, their mascot is the rebel. Like, I don't blame these kids going to HBCUs. Like, I just love this for Hunter. Like, this is just awesome. Sorry. I'm very passionate. Hey, I love it. Hey, y'all <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry, Master Austin. Uh, you gonna have to uh, come back with some retort right now, Master. If you get, I'm actually writing my resignation right now. Can I clip that and put it in here as an example of why I'm right ahead? Okay. Go right ahead. We'll, we'll read it. We'll Thank read you. It. Thank you. Um, no, I I honestly agree with 100 with Moxley and Austin. I mean, you didn't come in, in as hot as I thought you were going to because I I don't disagree that zero, the NCAA there was a zero percent chance of that happening ever in a I know. Uh, I, I don't think that the I agree that the NCA messes up. I I'm I just don't understand why everybody has an issue with it because if, if we're being realistic, we're talking about Moxley just said the kid got the bag. Like, let's also be honest; these number one recruits don't always work out. And if you want to take it just from a football perspective, he could literally, whether he committed to Florida State or now with him going to Jacksonville, it, it doesn't matter. What if he goes out there and blows his knee out and is never able to play football again? At least he just got set up to at least provide himself and his family some kind of money. So why does it matter? Especially with Moxley just mentioned, the transfer portal has completely changed college football. He could stay there for one year and then transfer out and for all we know, go to Alabama and just like Quinn Ewers did, not even 12 months ago. It's been half a year since Quinn Ewers did this exact same thing. He gets paid $3 million by Kombucha, who I've never even fucking heard of to begin with. And now he's going to Texas and probably going to get another. I'm sorry, I don't drink healthy stuff, Mox. So you're looking at me like, I don't know what that is. It's if it's good for drink. you, it's not going into my body. So I, uh, yeah. it's, and then he's now he's going to Texas, who, as you mentioned, Austin, they've got charities now willing to pay these players. So he's going to make even more money. So I'm 100% on board. Good for Hunter. Glad he made the decision. I'm, I have no doubt it's going to work out for him, whether he stays there all three years. Cause as you just mentioned, he's so damn good on offense and defense that the NFL is going to draft him regardless of where he plays. So he goes, he gets the bag. Good for him. We'll see what happens. I do, yeah, just want to, I, I do just want to note that overwhelmingly the number one overall player in the composite over the past decade has gotten drafted and generally has gotten drafted very highly. Barring injury, I mean, um, uh, some of the uh, uh, quick hits. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is on there. Um, uh, Rashawn Gary, Robert Incomdiche obviously didn't work out in the NFL but was a first-round draft pick. I mean, they generally, barring injury, get the draft capital. Right, but the injury thing is the thing we don't know. You don't, you can't predict that, right? Like you don't know that he doesn't go out there and in his first game he goes to tackle a wide receiver and his leg gets twisted where he shreds his knee. And what we just talked, we were just talking off air about a, a freshman that Felix likes that has not been able to play in two years because of a horrific knee injury. If that same thing happens to Hunter, at least now he has something to fall back on. In the past, or say he goes to FSU and they pay him five hundred thousand dollars, whatever. That's not $1.5 million, $3 he, million, whatever he's going to get. He was going to well, make more have, than that. What we, we have here that. is we have the players finally treating this like a business, which is what the coaches have been doing, what the universities have been doing. In fact, the only people who haven't have been the players. And so I think this is a good thing for not only for Travis Hunter individually, but I really think that the attention that a decision like this brings to college football is good for college football. It's definitely good for Deion Sanders, the attention that he's bringing. I mean, how, how many games did we see on ESPN of, of Jackson State? 
uh, th this year. I mean, they were on ESPN all the time, and that's just going to continue. It's good. It's good for the game. It's good for the game overall. It's good for us, quite frankly. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, – in. We probably didn't say this, but if you don't know, it is early signing days today. Um, players can actually sign with universities, their letter of intent. Which is Matt, meaning, was, which is meaningless now, but that's like completely beside the point. But Matt, what was your – I mean, Xavier Worthy signed his letter of intent with Michigan. Um, yeah. uh, Matt, what was your favorite commit of the day today? Uh, I'm going to go with two. Uh, both we expect is not any of the flips. I don't think any of the flips can really go to what Travis Hunter did today. But uh, Gavin Sawchuck sticking with Oklahoma and then Nicholas Singleton with, with Penn State. Uh, you know, Singleton has looked even more impressive his senior year. I really think he has a chance to like beat out some of Saquon Barkley stuff, including when it comes into like the weight room and everything is as freak of a, an athlete as Saquon Barkley is. I think Nicholas Singleton is right there. We've seen Penn state has kind of really become known for that weight and conditioning program there. I, I think Nicholas Singleton is about to be an absolute beast. So seeing him stick with Penn state, I think he's gonna be better than Katron Allen. Just in all honesty, what Penn state is doing, they've got the second best recruiting class in the big 10. And I'm almost positive. They're top 10 right now in the nation. Uh, bringing in Aller, Singleton, and Allen. Um, uh, my goodness, who is the – Caden Saunders, the wide receiver. So they've got a really good class. But but seeing those two running backs stick with their original schools um, and Gavin Sawchuck with Oklahoma and Nicholas Singleton of Penn State were kind of the two that I was really excited to see today. Matt, as we go throughout the show today, we're going to be saying names that some people have not heard of before. So if you could just briefly explain – you know, who those two players are, maybe yeah. a comp for them, what you think their strengths and weaknesses are, just Oof. briefly. And we'll need to do this throughout the show today. Okay. So I'm going to be honest, I don't really do comps. I don't like doing it most of the time because I just shoot for the moon and I'm never right. So I don't like Felix, to do comps. Felix once comped Graham Merce to Peyton Manning on this show. So that I is think true. you're safe. Whatever you want to say here. <laughs> that this is, is a safe very space, true. Man. Uh, Gavin Sawcheck, I'll, I'll start with him. Uh, he's lower ranked. He's in top 12 for all of us that, that are ranking freshmen at the site. I have, I'm the highest on him. Uh, he goes to Val and Christian, Valor Christian High School in, in Little, Littleton, Colorado, same school that Christian McCaffrey went to. He gets a lot of comps to Christian McCaffrey. I do not think he's quite that good, uh, but he's a good receiving back, really good running back. Uh, weakness is probably his weight, his weight, his size. 185, 5'11". I think he could put on a little bit of weight. I think he's got a lot more speed than Austin and those guys do. It's kind of, I think, our biggest uh, biggest kind of gap between us. I think he's got a lot more speed based on things that he's told me. Uh, doesn't necessarily translate on tape, though. Uh, Nicholas Singleton is just an absolute beast. I think, you know, we all talk about Jaden Blue being the best running back. I think Nicholas Singleton could be the best running back. He's power runner, speed, can catch the ball. I don't, off the top of my head, remember how big he is, but he's big. Uh, and, I mean, two, he's two ten, yeah, like six two ten, yeah. And for the his speed, it's it. You're looking at like a Saquon Barkley type athlete. I think, I, like I said, I think he can go in there with that weight and conditioning program. Beat. I can't remember what the the weight thing is that uh, Barkley did the the squats and the bench and everything. I think Singleton can go in there and beat it. Like Singleton's going to be a kid we're talking about this year as a, a freshman running back that's going to kind of burst on the scene and for three years as long as he stays healthy. Like, I, I'm i kind of wondering if Catron Allen might have wanted to possibly transfer with his, with as good as Singleton has looked, especially on his senior so level as well. Candidate for the next for the next Travion Henderson there at Penn State? I think so, yeah. Okay. Austin, what was your – I mean, other than Hunter, uh, who you despise, uh, what was your biggest surprise uh, today? 
Um, I don't know if I had a lot of surprises, but I think there are some players that, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to do a little bit of a mock draft here in a few minutes. And while they might not make it into a two round, you know, the first two rounds of a, a freshman only draft, I think they're very much worth mentioning. The first is Isaiah Bond. Listed as an athlete in the 24-7 composite, but he is going to go to Alabama. He's going to play as a wide receiver there. Um, it said that all over the stuff that Alabama posted today. So I think, you know, there was debate about whether he'd be a DB or not. He's like 5'11, 175, 180 pounds. Um, and just the thing about him is he's just a he's a speedster. Like he's exactly what Alabama needs. They they're gonna lose Jamison Williams this offseason. And even though they have some other guys on that team that I really, really like, you know, I really like JoJo Earl. He's not a field stretcher per se. I, I like Ja'Cory Brooks. He's not a field stretcher per se. Christian Leary, another top kid they brought in last year. That That's not his role. Isaiah Bond can do other things, but I think that he that is what he's going to do at Alabama. I think he can do it at a very high level. It's very telling that when he decommitted from Florida following Dan Mullen's departure, I think he might have left a little before that. The writing was on the wall for a while. Um, that Bama jumped on it because they needed another guy they don't have another guy they don't have another guy in this class so he's a guy that i'm really looking forward to i don't know if he touches the field that much as a freshman at bama but he's a guy that i really like he's my seventh ranked wide receiver in this class and i think he can be a really really good player down the the line here i don't really have a comp for him but i'm just he, he, 180 pound field stretcher like he's, he's a good player he's fast he's very 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 fast um the other one that i think i like um just from like a this is a really low-rated guy that that signed today. Is he someone who can, can come in and, and compete right away for playing time? I mean, if he's a field stretcher, you'd figure that he'd have a role the same way Xavier Worthy. Well, he had a, not only a role, he was their leading receiver. But if if you would figure that a, a player like that is going to find their way onto the field, given that there's not another player with that skill set on that team. I want to say yes, but it's a freshman wide receiver at Alabama. Like they don't really take those jobs. And actually, like if Mechie and Jamison Williams leave there this year, that actually is like a fairly empty wide receiver room. They have like seven guys coming in this class that are like anywhere from like the hybrid RB wide receiver guys to like tight end that are going to slot in there. But they they bring in a lot of guys. But again, Bond is the only guy. So does he? I, I could see him doing special team stuff. But again, that's also like Jojo Earl's specialty, Christian Leary's, like that's all these guys' specialty already. And Saban puts the best guy back there, like no matter what. So I don't know if he'll actually play this year or not. I really, really like him. And then Ashton Gianti is the other guy. He's this running back. He's going to Boise State. Is fairly lowly rated in the composite. I can't really figure out why at all because he's 5'9". He's almost 200 pounds. He, he looks like he's got some frame there to add some more weight. He's an, a really, really well-rounded player. He can catch passes at a high level. One of the better pass-catching backs in the class. He's good between the tackles. I think speed-wise, he can get down to the four-five-five range, which is more than good enough there. And Boise State is not a place where there's a lot of guys in your way. Like they have uh, George Halani, who I guess is alive again. He came back at the end of the season, did a few things, and then they have like one or two other jagish type guys on the roster like this is the kid he's from texas he can go in there i think contribute right away as a freshman or you know by the end of the season as a freshman and then take that job and, and boise has a pretty good track record of these running backs hitting the nfl again i don't have a comp for him he's kind of that bowling ball ish 
build kind of like a Damian Pierce, CH, like that mold, but uh, like he's a pretty good athlete. So I like, I, I really like both of those guys. And I think they're two that you should be keeping. We'll, we'll get Alan true on and we'll ask him what's going on with, with this player. Um, Carson Steele was one of those guys last year. And Alan actually mentioned that he was someone that he was upset that they didn't have ranked higher. Um, Chris Moxley, what was your uh, biggest takeaway from today? Unmute yourself and and let us and let us know, Chris. Dang it. Sorry. I think the biggest thing for me is that if you left for a schools that are hiring coaches earlier, I think are making the right decision. Um, So a a good example of this is Joey McGuire at Texas Tech. That class rounded out really well. And they hired him. like a handful of weeks ago before the season even ended. And you're seeing coaches take these jobs earlier and early. And part of that is early, early signing day, but it's also rounding out a class. You need to be there early. So you don't have questions about kids decommitting. You don't have questions about what your class looks like in general. You need time to be able to fill out a class. And I think the new norm is going to be, we see these coaches move on earlier than maybe anticipated. Like, we saw a bunch of coaches leave in the middle of the season or leave at an inopportune time. Like Brian Kelly probably could have stayed for a handful of weeks. He left because he needed to secure that class for LSU. So I think with this early signing day stuff, you're going to see a lot more coaches leave for legitimate jobs earlier and earlier. We might see guys leave in the middle of the season. If a coach gets fired at at this point, right? Like Georgia Southern hired Clay Helton in the middle of the year or Georgia state Georgia Southern. No, yeah, Georgia Southern um, hired him in the middle of the year. And I don't think that was an accident either. And that's kind of my biggest takeaway, that you're going to see college landscapes shift a lot if they maintain the early signing day, which I don't think they should. But I think that's the way you're going to see coaches and the coaching carousel impact moving forward. It's going to be a lot different, I think, think, because you're seeing success from some of those programs. If you are in campus to Canton leagues, all of these names that we're talking about are going to be important come your freshman drafts in March or April or whenever you have them. And we're going to continue to talk about them. Austin mentioned an athlete, and that's uh, one uh, someone designated as an athlete. And that's one thing that I've picked up in the 18 months or so of doing these leagues is that there are hidden gems in those at Diamante Tranium is one. Um, that's just right off, right off the top of my head consensus top 15 ish back for all of us. Um, I don't have another one off the top of my head, but, but uh, uh, Jatavian Sanders, the, the tight end slash defensive end who was uh, there at Texas should have a role in Texas's offense uh, this year. So, you know, pay attention when you're in your, those freshman drafts to the athletes or just pay attention to campus to Canton.com. We're going to be reporting on all of this stuff. Jordan Addison. Darnell Washington, Jordan Addison, yeah, um, a couple yep. of guys from the past two classes that that have been, yeah, big names, yeah. All right, um, Austin, let me turn it over to you for for housekeeping. I wonder if she, we should should we read that review, that one review on the show? This is really, it's really good. It's funny. Do you have it on the? Show? I'll let you take it away, and I'll I'll pull it up. All right, guys. Um, I I'll go. I'll I'll I, I threatened one week. Good results, laid off a little bit, not so good. Came back hot last week, got some more reviews again. 
We'll see if we've learned our lessons this week. We'll, we'll, we'll play it cool again. If you guys could please give us a review of the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, I think a lot of the platforms have a review mechanism on them now. We would greatly appreciate that. Give us five stars. Tell us what you think um, about anything. Uh, do you have that one pulled up, Felix? Yeah, I do. Go I ahead. do. So, uh, like, like this lovely right, so one from Mr. Levi Valentine. Th- this is someone who gets the show, so we're looking for somebody to top this. The title is Always Entertaining Despite Their Flaws. Five stars, an insider with a perpetual inability to name the correct QB for his own team, a guy who likes to shoot deep so he can victory lap the few he gets right and avoid accountability for his misses, and someone incapable of providing anything other than a lukewarm take somehow to com- somehow combine to provide some of the most entertaining CTC content out there. Love the show, guys. Thank you. The only thing that I didn't real I didn't more than sure who he was talking about is uh, the avoid accountability like i'm the shoot from deep guy but i don't know who the other guy is so um i don't know you, who any of those guys you are i was kind of confused Mayan williams like, a hit anytime you have oh first of all who's leading the big 10 in yards per carry average and he's a top 20 rusher in the big 10 i mean yards per hit. carry is like a meaningless stat yeah even at the website <laughs> he's a, he is a top 20 rusher He's a top in 20 rusher in the Big Ten. In the Big yeah, one whole conference. One whole conference, yeah. Should I continue? Should I go on? Yes. yes argue go a little more? Okay, okay, I'll continue on then. Uh, guys, if you have not checked out CampusToCanton.com and everything we have to offer over there, go ahead, do that. Um, we've got articles. We've got a Discord with a couple hundred people in it. We've got player metric tools. We've got coaching metric tools. We've got... ADP data is going to be starting to come out strong. I mean, we have a ton of different stuff over there, guys. $2.99 a month, $29.99 a year. Um, check out the YouTube channel in relation to that here. I know this this show, you may watch it on there. We've re- been releasing a ton of videos lately, mock drafts weekly. Uh, we did a ton of get-to-know-the-freshman class videos today, just quick five- to seven-minute videos on some of the top names that signed. Um, so go ahead and get that, uh, hit that subscribe button over there as well. We are giving a signed Jerry Judy jersey away over in the Discord if you needed any more reason to get in over there. Uh, for members of the site only, um, signed Jerry Judy Alabama jersey. I don't know if I said that last part or not. Um, so go ahead, do that. And then prize picks is our last thing, guys. Go ahead, sign up over at prize picks if you're not familiar. It is a player prop type website but it does like every sport imaginable i know football starting to die down a little bit um go over there use promo code c2c when you sign up uh, and you will get an initial deposit match up to 100 dollars. and if you uh, deposit at least 20 dollars, you get a free year at the site with us which as i mentioned was 29.99 so you can see there's a 9.99 savings there so if you're you know somebody that likes to take advantage of a nice deal i'm just saying all right Austin was was very very nice to everyone today. So I mean, don't I'm, blow I'm this. interested to I'm interested to see see what happens. We got to talk about Texas A&M Jimbo Fisher. They currently have the number one ranked uh, recruiting class for 2022. And just to give a sense for how good that class is, last year I think Alabama's cl- it was last year where Alabama's class was the highest ranked class ever, uh, and their score was 327 point. Seven six points, so that was their total score. And um, Texas A and M has three hundred and twenty one, so uh, they've got twenty twenty six recruits uh, committed. So um, not as good as that that 
that uh, last year's Alabama class, but but very very a very highly ranked class. Alabama does have the number two class for uh, with uh, 317 points. So uh, guys, you know what do we think about Texas A&M's class overall? Are we you know are there some attractive op- options for Debbie and C2C leagues players that we should pay, be paying attention to? As long as Jimbo Fisher is there, not really. Uh, sort of joking aside, uh, it's a very uh, trenches-heavy class. Um, there aren't necessarily a ton of offensive guys there. I do. I mean, I do like Connor Wigman. Apparently, we have been told it's not Wigman. Is it Wigman? I thought it was Wigman because they, I don't they know, say you man. pronounce it with W I G. So I assume it's. I don't know either. I would assume it's Wigman. That's how I. I'll be. It, re- but... I'll be really honest. I don't really care. Um, we're in the ballpark. He would respond if I yelled that in a theater to him or something. So, um, Connor Wagman, one of the top quarterbacks in the class is going to go there. Probably. I mean, Jimbo won't ever start fresh. Well, let me, let me just go through. I have the class up. So I'll talk about the, the skill position players. Connor Wagman is a five-star rated quarterback, uh, 99.01. So fairly, you know, a high, uh, wait, does it go to 98? Is 98 where you get to four star? Um, uh, it's, anyway, well, five, isn't it? No, it's lower than that. It's there are four stars that are like 0.89 somethings. It's like the top okay. percentage of kids or something, certain percentage. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, a five star quarterback in Connor Wigman, um, Chris Marshall, a four star, uh, wide oh. receiver. So just a, five stars, the top 32 players get a five star to represent the top 32 picks in the NFL draft. So that is where this cutoff starts for four stars. It's not necessarily a number. Just and then uh, Jake Johnson, tight end, 6'5", 225, a four star tight end. Uh, Le'Veon Moss, a uh, uh, running back out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who I've watched a little bit, who's really built like an avatar. He he can touch his toes um, without bending over. Um, Donovan Green, a four star tight end, and that's uh. Those are the guys that we, you know, we're really going to be paying attention to. You know, if Moss ends up backing up or taking over for LJ Johnson, there he could be somebody that we're talking about. But um, in Wegman, Chris Moxley is Wegman somebody as a five star we would be targeting. But what do you think about what do you think about him? We're just gonna we should do it. He did it again. You're, I don't talk for like again, three minutes. You were so right. good last week, which is why we brought you back. Yeah, I, I blew it. Three, that's that's my third strike. Um, but no, I it's hard for me to get behind any Jimbo player until like, I actually see them do it. Like I'm willing to wait and then buy in later. Like I say, Spiller, like Jalen Watermeyer. Like I, I'm willing to buy those guys later, but I am not trusting his development until I actually see a player develop under him. So he's a guy I'm probably fading. Um, if Max Johnson does go there, follow his brother. He's a guy I'm fading. Like if Evan Stewart, I don't think he committed today, but if he commits there, he's a guy I'm fading. Like all those guys, like I, I'll buy later. I, I just assume that when I see it, then I can be happy. But I don't, I don't trust him. He's just old school. He just doesn't play freshman, which is fine for winning. And I think it's helpful to their um, bowl chances and like national title hopes. But I don't love it. He's never had an opening day true freshman quarterback. Yeah. Well, he's never really developed anybody either. I know we've had this discussion a while back. Like, who's the best quarterback he's ever developed? Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. Still Who, first which, which, quarter, which quarterbacks came out of LSU when he was the offense coordinator there? I don't think anybody that stuck around the NFL, maybe Matt Flynn or something. 
was that Mettenberger there? Was that a Zach? Oh, yeah, might have been. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Um, uh, That's enough about Texas A&M is a boring team, in my opinion, at least offensively, but they do have the uh, the number one ranked class. So we don't know. I mean, we we should. uh, Evan Stewart is committed to Texas A&M, but did not sign today. I don't know why. He wouldn't sign, but that is someone that we should pay attention to. The number one ranked wide receiver in the class, potentially going to Texas A&M. He had been previously committed to te- to Texas, been previously committed to Texas, switched to switched his commitment, but now Quint Ewers is at is at Texas. If they can somehow flip Stewart back, it's going to be a very attractive offense with Quint right. Ewers, with Javon Sanders, with. Uh, uh, Xavier Worthy, Troy Mire, if he could ever get healthy, and then obviously B. John Robinson, Jadon Blue. I mean, yeah, and they got Steve Sarkeesian. So let's pay attention to uh, to Evan Stewart. That's a name that we should pay attention to. All Worthy right, um, was uh, Worthy was pushing hard to get Evan Stewart there. He had him up as his profile picture as well. So I don't know. Uh, just just to throw this out there, I know you said he hasn't signed today. They technically consider early signing day Wednesday through Friday. So if he doesn't sign by Friday, I might be a little bit worried. But we've still got time for him to make that decision. At least he's not like the dude that flew across the country and then said that he's actually not signing today, like an asshole. So and then he I signed. Would do it though. I would like do twelve hours. Yeah, like he was like, yeah. oh, actually, I am going to sign at three. And then he was like, oh, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to sign at five. Did he actually sign at five? Did he pick? Yeah, he signed officially? at Kentucky. Why not, man? Get a free flight and trip out of it. Why not? If All you right, were boys. a coach and you had to put that money up for this kid, and he came down there and said, oh, actually, I'm not signing. <laughs> You would just tell him to go screw himself, right? Like, I'm no longer interested in that dude if he pulls that stunt with me. He still gets a free trip out of it. I mean, I'm not going to hate on him for it. I don't get it. Yeah, we know Austin's going to hate on him. Um, All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and let's do a freshman draft. Let's do a freshman mock draft because as we go through this draft, or I should say as you guys go through this draft, you three have, have studied these guys. I am not as caught up as you all are. Um, but as we go through these names, you know, just talk about the players so that um, folks can get to know some of these guys that are going to be drafting in these freshman drafts coming up. Matthew, you have, have your hand raised. Like I this? have a qu- well, because you you barely ever pause, so you don't give us much time to jump in really quick. So no, because delay. there's no, there's not supposed to be any dead air. So yes, I'm always okay, catching. So the dead just air. just to <laughs> just to lay out the rules here, because I know we're doing super flex tight end premium. Our Quinn Ewers and. Uh, Wimsat considered freshman in this draft since most C2C sure. were not allowed to pick them up even because, though they're already in college. Right. I agree with that. I think that's a good okay. point. And yeah, let's put them on there. Because that just makes the one one pick a lot easier. So I was just asking. Uh, what's yours? Who many people have heard? Gavin Winsett, Wimsat, who I didn't realize right. is from like 45 minutes, minutes away from me. Oh, yeah, before, about 45 minutes away from me, 45 minutes west, uh, declared or reclassified joined the the Rutgers team early. Is he a five is Winsett a five star quarterback? Is he a five four star? star. Four, four star. Anyway, very highly rated quarterback to go to Rutgers. You don't see that all the time, but Greg Schiano pulls it off. So let's uh all right, who's gonna start well let, let's let Moxley have the number one pick since he's uh you know kind of a guest. I don't know. He's he was reality and then he left us. Um but I think Mox is still technically a guest. So go ahead, yeah, Mox. You know, if Reality famously came back and took that show over. So, Felix, I'd be really careful if I were you. That's, uh, that's true. Right about that's now. True. No, I can I can I just take Quinn Ewers? Like, 
He's, he, I think he's the best <laughs> no player. No-brainer pick, yeah. <laughs> I think he's the best player that's going to be available in your in your game, Scanton Drafts. He's the highest-graded quarterback ever. Um, Everything about him is pretty much sensational. I think the big knock on him, if I'm going to give him one, is that he's, like, obsessed with off-platform throws. Like, he loves doing it to the point where I think it's going to be a little bit concerning. Someone's got to rein him in just a little bit and say, listen, man, you don't have to make a Mahomes throw every time. You can actually make a normal throw, not sidearm, not like with one foot off the ground. That's my big issue with him. I don't think it's going to be a problem long term. He he's basically everything you want in a quarterback. Plus a mullet. He's he's going to go one on one. I Qu- think probably Qu- every draft. Quint Ewers plays as though he's in some sort of and one football mixtape. Like that's how yes. that's how he plays the the, the position. All it's right, fun, Matt Burning, Let's go. It is fun. It is fun. It, it, it is, is fun. It is fun, but it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna. The, the he strikes me as the kind. Like he strikes me as the kind of kid though that just did that because he could. Like watch him come out next year and he's like three step drop, just you know, hit it like very business like. Like I could very much see that happening. You know, you know the one thing that scares me with him, he hasn't played football in almost two years now. Yeah, and he's not year and a half pass either. Ba- barely thrown, barely at practice at Ohio State. Didn't have a pass in any games. I mean, Drew Aller, who I'm gonna take it too. Through 600 pass attempts last season. I mean, dude's getting reps. So I, I yeah, I, I'm sounds, a little bit worried about like, that. But sounds like Drew is going to throw his arm out and Quinn Ewers is going to keep on chugging. That's back, what it sounds baby. like to me. I don't know. That's probably true. Uh, so I'm taking Drew Waller. It is super flex. Uh, so, I mean, he's, I think the next, he is the best quarterback now in the 2022 class since Quinn Ewers reclassified. He was the number two when Quinn Ewers was there. Uh, I mean, I love everything about him. Uh, I think he's got a smooth, easy release. He can hit all three levels of the field. Good with his legs as well. He can throw all over the field with little effort. Um, I don't think he run like he's comp to Josh Allen on 24 seven sports. I don't think he really runs the way Allen does though. I, I, I mentioned that I think he's more of like a, uh, Justin Herbert when it comes to rushing, like he uses it strategically. He doesn't just run to run like Allen does Herbert, Bides time in the pocket. I think that's what Aller does a lot more of. He tries to buy time in the pocket and throw the ball down the field, but he's got touch on his uh, ball, good accuracy. Um, he, he hit all three levels of the field. Like, yeah, he's going to be a phenomenal prospect to watch at Penn State. I, I cannot wait to see him hit the field. So you guys just left me the best gift you could have. I know it's Christmas time, but that was very nice of you. I'll take Jadon Blue, who is my number one player in the class, if you ignore Quinn Ewers. Um I just love everything about him. I don't know if I've talked about him on this show or not before. We did a YouTube video on him. I've talked about him a lot on Canton Bound or on Campus Life, the C2C pod. He's just a very complete running back. He sat out this past year. Um, it was the first you know, major high school kid to sit out as a senior to kind of preserve themselves uh, for college, um, but, but already has the build at about six foot, 205 pounds. He's a, a, an amazing pass catcher. Like he could be an NFL level just pass catcher right now that's how good he is i think he's a glider just has this natural feel for the running back position he's going to texas he's the heir apparent to b john robinson sark knows how to develop running backs i i really really like him there are people out there that will poo poo j uh Jaden blue i'm sorry like i'm staking my entire reputation on this kid so i really hope he hits or else i'm gonna have to just drop off the face of the earth Jaden blue out of houston texas a verified 10-7 a uh, hundred meter dash, a um, four three one shuttle. This is a very explosive athlete. In two thousand, in January of two thousand and twenty, measured in at one hundred and ninety two pounds. So, very solid player. 
compared uh, the comparison from Gabe Brooks of 24-7 Sports, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. All right. And, but he's still – he's just a four-star. He's just a four-star. It's because he, he didn't play this year. 24-7 has him as their RB4. They are by far the best recruiting service. ESPN has him as RB25. They've got him behind dudes that like I barely think are like power five level players. Like I'm looking at ESPN's list that I have it up right. And I'm like, what is this garbage that they have him at RB25? Like it's if if you look at his history ranking on 24-7 sports, you'll see it's because he sat out this year. He was up at the top of everything, and then because he sat out, you saw he dropped. I don't know if they're holding that against him. Or if it's because, as Austin mentioned, you got rivals in ESPN that just like, oh, he has no senior tape, so we're just going to drop him. Like, I guarantee you, it's because he sat out this season. All right, we're at pick uh, four, Boxley. Let's let's. What do you got? Uh, I'll take Nicholas Singleton. Matt talked about him earlier. I think he, if he isn't the best running back in the class, I think he's the second best running back in the class. I think he, um, just to add on to what Matt said, like he has pretty much everything you're looking for is already 210. He has a confirmed 10, 8, 900 meters, uh, 408 shuttle. I mean, this dude's big. He's explosive. Uh, um, there's legitimate questions about like what his role looks like as a pass catcher at the next level. And, and I don't know if Penn state is going to utilize him that way. So that's, that's the one question that I have. Um, but I do think that, uh, you know, Gabe Brooks concept to Nick Chubb. And I, I don't think that's an unfair comp. I think he's incredibly athletic and, um, I think it's for me, it's like a top two in the class. And I think he's, I have blue ahead, but I think you can make the case for him being like right there. If he does add, um, pass catching ability. Penn State yeah, can uh, use a running back yeah, Matt, in a major way. Uh, I'll take uh, Branson Robinson here. Um, and, and that's why I passed on Jadon Blue. I know he's Austin's top guy. And, and I, I wouldn't disagree if you took Jadon Blue at two with Quinn Ewers there. But uh, uh, with how good Singleton Robinson are as well, I think for me, there's five tier one guys. I think Austin has at least four or five as well. Like these guys are all so close together, in my opinion. I think that's why you can pass on them. But Robinson, uh, I mean, going to Georgia. So we already know, in my opinion, that's that's RBU with the way they've been able to produce these guys. Uh, he's already physically ready to play at a college level. Very good at letting his blocks develop. I think he's got very good vision, burst, speed at his size as well. What is he, 2 to 5, 10, 2, 20? I think he's a very complete running back. Maybe not quite the pass catcher that Jadon Blue is. I think he's a little bit better than Singleton. So he's right there in that mix. But I think all three of those guys, they're all going to be top five picks. It just depends on does someone take Aller like I just did over these three guys or is it Quinn Ewers and these run on running backs? But I think if you get any of these three guys, you're set for the next couple of years. Did you talk about your player? Or did you just talk about every, every, everybody else? Yeah, I just talked about how good of a runner he was. Vision he likes right. to set up his blocks. Two ten speed burst. What else you want me to I, say? I, I said he's. I just said he's not as good as a pass catcher as Jade on Blue, but he's better than Singleton. That's no. all I was comparing okay. those two. I, I zoned out. I zoned out. This comparison by Clinton Brewster of twenty four seven Sports is one Samaje Piran. All right. Um, Not quite as flattering as the other two. Yeah, the other he is good. Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Samaj P. Ryan. I thought Samaj P. Ryan was going to be a good player. I mean, I really did. I really did. All right. Uh, let's go. All right, Austin, who you got? I'm going to go Devin Brown here. He is my quarterback, too. Well, if you include yours, QB3. Going to Ohio State, um, I think – 
Like I have been very anti Ohio State recruiting like a five star kid every year because there's no chance that a bunch of them will play. But if you do it like Clemson and Oklahoma have over the past couple of years, where basically you get a guy in there for two years, and then the third year there's an overlap of one year with a high-level freshman. So they kind of sit for a year, they learn, and then they take over the job the next year. Those two schools have done that generally very, very well recently. And I think Devin Brown does fit into that. I think he can be the guy that takes over after C.J. Stroud went to the same high school that Zach Wilson went to and that Jackson Dart went to there. So they have a reputation for producing these guys. Um, and he's just a, like a, a very, I, th I think he actually comps very favorably to Jackson Dart as he came out last year, kind of can do some off platform stuff, not an amazing athlete, but he's mobile. He can get out of the pocket. He's willing to run if he has to, but it's never like really his first or second thing that he wants to do. I think he has a very good arm. It's not a, you know, freaking Kevin Cannon or Bazooka, but it's a very good arm. Um, and I think, again, you know, Ohio State, there's that, that quarterback is always set up for success. I mean, we saw Dwayne Haskins tear it up there. We saw Cardale Jones tear it up there. I mean, these dudes that were crap tore it up there. And now I think they've had two really good guys in succession. I think Devin Brown is the natural next guy up there. Devin Brown comp two by uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, by 24 seven. Uh, I think quarterback comps are one of the harder comps to make because I feel like that is a position that lends itself to very unique play. Um, all right. Uh, Chris Moxley, who you got here at seven? I'm going to take a guy that I was really, really low on. And I kind of trust the evaluation of multiple people and um, kind of what I saw at the elite 11. So I'm going to take Cade Klubnick. I think at the Elite 11, his big question that got answered was, does he have the arm strength to make cross-field throws and deep? And I think he answered some of those questions. He was a monster at Westlake, which like that's not a that's not an easy um, schedule that he's playing. He, in, he's in Texas, 86 to 6, touchdown to interception ratio. This year, 17.1 or 71.7 uh, completion percentage. He is a good player. He's the heir apparent. <laughs> Whatever. Say it, Austin. If you mix those two numbers up, a very different. Yeah, seventeen uh, percent to seventy-one percent. Not a not quite um, what what you're looking for at seventeen percent. But no, seventy-one percent. Incredibly impressive. I think he answered questions that I had about him when I wrote the profile for the Elite Eleven. I think he could take the job next year. I really do. If we see GGU come out and struggle, they didn't really have a backup that I loved all that much. Um, Famachan, I, I, I guess. But I I like Klubnik. I've come come around on him. Famachan's in the portal. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. he commit somewhere? I don't know that part. Yeah, I don't think so. But he, he is in the portal. Yeah. But I like Klubnik. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, club to get number seven. Go ahead, Matt. I'll take uh, the, my next best running back because I think they're starting to get a little bit lower on the guys that I'd like. Um, there's two guys I'd go here. I'm not going to take Austin's guy. I'm going to take my guy, Gavin Sawchuk. I talked about him earlier. I was I was excited for him to go to Oklahoma. You know, might not get to see a lot of playing time this year because it looks like Kennedy Brooks is coming back. And Eric Gray, I doubt, transfers out because he's going to have to sit a year if he leaves. Uh, but 5'11", 185, I, I think he does everything. I mean, he's got tremendous lower body strength, with, which speaks to his contact balance as well. Uh, does a really good job of bouncing off defenders, keeps his legs moving inside a pile. He's got good vision, good burst. 
Um, I think he's got really good speed. He ran a, uh, what was it, a 6.78 indoor 60, a 10.6 200-meter yard dash, and 21.81 as well as a freshman. So he's got decent speed. Uh, he, again, is uh, on 24-7 sports. He's comped a lot to Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's that good, I'm going to be honest. But I do think he's a very good uh, good player. He does work with Christian McCaffrey a lot in the offseason to improve his receiving ability, which I think is going to show when he gets to the college level. Well, did not do that a lot in high school. Um, you know, the biggest thing is his his size. He is He's only 5'11", 185, but I think he can put on a little bit more weight. And if he doesn't lose too much of his speed, uh, him going to Oklahoma as well, they seem to be – uh, still really building a good team there. I think with Nick Evers going as well, I think he's going to be a guy that really burst onto the scene in 2023. And if you go to campstocan.com, you can catch uh, Matt Bruning's conversation with one Gavin Sawchuck. Um, all right, Austin, uh, here we are at nine. Um, so I am going to take, uh, my last of my kind of big four running backs here. I, I have four guys, uh, Jadon Blue, Nicholas Singleton, Branson Robinson, and then Travante Citizen is the fourth one. Um, was initially committed to LSU, is no longer committed there uh, due to the coaching changes there. So where he ends up is a mystery. There's been some rumors that maybe he'll go to Florida with Billy Napier. I heard a very interesting rumor about Michigan State the other day. Not sure how accurate that is, but but regardless, he is going to find a home here. Uh, he is has really nice size, uh, six foot, two hundred and seventeen pounds. A very mm. good pass catcher again. And I think the most intriguing thing about him compared to some of these other top guys in this class is that he just kind of started playing running back like mostly full time. He was very much a dual RB slash linebacker over the past few years, and they kind of limited his offensive snaps so that he wouldn't um, tire out. Uh, Jared asked here, what's your dream spot for Citizen Austin? I do think if he went to Florida, he'd be the back for Napier. I mean, I know they have some other names there, but I do think he'd he'd be very good. Um I mean, there. I, I'd. I mean, I'd love him at like TCU or USC. I mean, there, there's a lot of different places. I think he'd be good. I don't know I how mean, far away from home he wants to go because he's from Louisiana. If he went to Michigan State, though, too, like suck for Jalen Berger, who's probably going to get bounced because Citizens the better running back. But they lean all in on that one guy. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, he's a very good athlete. I mean, got great build, very explosive. I really, really like him. And again, I think he's just kind of scratching the surface of what he can do as as far as a comp. Again, I probably don't have one, and 24-7 Sports doesn't have one either. I was prepared to go in there and click on it and have the comp him to <laughs> some random dude that played like three snaps in the NFL, uh, but they don't have any comps for him. But I, I, I just really, really like this kid, and I think he, he's going to be a very good player. All right, Mox, that's uh, Trevante Citizen at nine. Give us your 10. I would have gone Trevante Citizen at Austin 10. Um, I think he's he's the, he's the last guy in that tier. I think that's a good call. Uh, I think we're all kind of on the same page with, with citizen. Um, I'm going to take another quarterback and it's Ty Simpson. And I, th- the big thing I like about Simpson, to be honest, is that he's going to Alabama. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, honest. I think that that is just a valuable player to draft and bank on and that you can see a value rise almost indefinitely. And I don't know if Jalen Miller is really going to stick around there. I think Simpson's probably a better quarterback than he is coming, um, coming out. But you know, I Simpson's got a really, really great uh, dual threat ability. Excellent runner. Put up like twelve hundred rushing yards this year. The question comes down to arm strength with him, but I think he can, is accurate and can make the throws. Can he do it like 
he's not going to like his arm isn't great, but it's, I think it's good enough given his other physical strengths. So I'm just betting on an Alabama quarterback here more than anything. All right. I'm going to take my wide receiver. Oh God, we're only doing one round now. Okay. I'm going to take my wide receiver one. There's two wide receivers. I want to go here, but I'm going to take uh, DJ Allen. Uh, he's not committed yet. I, I love this kid. Uh, really good speed. Uh, was he ran a 10, eight, two, 100 as a junior in a uh, Texas three, a plays basketball, really good hands. He catches the ball away from his body. Good speed. Um, Austin's little favorite thing. He loves to say about good water. Season. He, he can stack cornerbacks very well. At least I believe that's what you said about good him. At one point time. It is important skill. I just, I, you, I love how it's like the first thing you always point out about the wide receivers who can't do it. I just, I, I love when, when I, when I hear you say that, but I, I think he's extremely underrated. He's got extremely good speed. It shows on uh, the field. He's got track speed. I'm very curious to see where he goes. He was committed to TCU deep committed after, um, can't remember what the guy's name is now for the life of me head coach, but that Gary guy, Patterson. when he left Gary Patterson, Patterson thank you, Moxley. That's why you're here. Uh, Gary Patterson left. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he'll go to Texas tech. If he goes to Texas tech with Kitley there, I think Allen's really going to blow up. Uh, he's uh, been a top, Guy for, I think, Austin and myself for a while now. Uh, he's not very highly rated by any of the websites last I checked, uh, but I think he's a guy who's really going to blow up a guy you're going to be able to get later than the first round as well when it comes to these drafts. All right, Austin, uh, round us out with the – I guess it, what, one round is, is plenty for today. There's um, so much pressure on this last pick. I do just want to to point something out before I say mine that notice how none of us have picked any of the top wide receivers in this class. I'm not saying it's a bad wide receiver class, but what I am saying is I think that the recruiting services generally this class have not done a very good job of evaluating the wide receivers. I'll leave it at that, um, which it granted is a very difficult position. The number one receiver the past three years has gone on to do like nothing uh, in college in the NFL. So, I mean, it, it, it's tough. Um how about, okay, I'll go with my wide receiver one then. I think my wide receiver one's probably a bit of a hot take, but I really don't care. I would have really liked if he had gone to Bama instead and he flipped kind of late in the cycle to to Kentucky. Um, so, yes, Kentucky got my top wide receiver in the class. This is Barryon Brown. He is listed as an athlete, one of the top at list athletes in this class. Um, I think, honestly, if wide receiver doesn't work out for this kid, he could be a really freaking good safety watching some of the stuff that he was doing there. You can just tell he's an extremely, extremely intelligent player, like just understands the game. And I think like he's probably the fastest player that I've watched in this class. He reminds me so much of Jalen Waddle as a mover. Mm -hmm. And the thing about him that I think a lot of these kids that are really fast in high school that they don't get. Oh, God. Uh, I don't even want to know. Uh, I'm just oblivious as I talk. Um, is that he knows he's fast, and he knows that defenses know he's fast, which is like one of those, you know, well, I know that you know. But I think he then uses that to his advantage. You know, he can see a defender is scared to stay with him, and he's really good on comeback routes because he can sell that so well. Like, he's just – I think he's a, he's a really smart player. He knows what he's doing. He's explosive. He can stretch the field. I think he can be a really good yak guy. I think he can be a good special teams guy. I think he can play right away at Kentucky. So while I wish he had gone to Alabama because the Jalen Waddle comparison would have just been way too apt, I, I like this kid, and I think he's going to be a stud. To recap, uh, Quint Ewers, number one, obviously headed to Texas now. Drew Aller, the going to Penn State. Jaden 
Let me back up with positions. Quint Ewers, quarterback Quint Ewers going to Texas. Quarterback Drew Aller going to Penn State. Uh, running back Jadon Blues headed to Texas. Running back Nick's, Nicholas Singleton headed to Penn State. Running back Branson Robinson here at five headed to Georgia. Quarterback Devin Brown headed to uh, Ohio State. Quarterback Cade Klubnik, who is headed to Clemson. Running back Gavin Sawchuk, who is still headed to Oklahoma. Um, Uncommitted Travante uh, Citizen running back, quarterback Ty Simpson, who's going to Alabama. Um, wide receiver DJ. Where is DJ Allen going? He's not committed yet. Not committed. Decided. He uh, decommitted He decommitted. Yeah, he decommitted. Yeah. And then uh, number 12, wide receiver Barry and Brown, who's headed to Kentucky. Kroger Field, where I got my uh, – vaccination shot so no politics no politics here um all right um anything else boys before we wrap up is that it stick around for the after show if you're interested in that but check out all of the content around the campus to canton family of course the campus to canton uh podcast network and check out the youtube page we are putting up content on the YouTube page, including breakdowns of a lot of these players. But unfortunately, that's going to be our show for tonight. Apologies to Kirk Street. We ran out of time. We will get him rescheduled soon. For Matt Bruning and Austin Nace and Chris Moxley, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. Intercepted by Eli Apple at the 25, and Apple will go to the ground at the 32, and that's it. Ohio State national champions for the eighth time as they defeat Oregon 42 to 20. Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Alabama, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Their fifth national championship in nine years. Their 17th overall. And for Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks to the end zone. Hunter Info caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro! And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. Hill, just in front of his end zone, has a man out there. It is Ranger, and he's off to the races. Nobody will catch him. Freshman. Back up Made the adjustments in the second quarter. Dobbins again, more than 10 yards per carry. He'll add to that. Goodbye. Touchdown, Ohio State. From 52 yards.